0: Uh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hello everybody. It's seven after, time to start. Welcome to Divi Chat, the seven after podcast, as we call it here. Uh it is so good to see you guys. We missed last week. I know I hated it. It was a little bit my fault. I was kind of under the weather, but we didn't have a quarter. Cor- it was just a it was a shuggle bus week for the Divi and Chat panel.
0: I was under the and- weather. I had a, my very first proper proper migraine. So oh, I was like out Sarah for the Sarah was
1: sick. Tim yep. has a baby that's not sleeping through the night, so he was wrecked. And <laughs> so, anyway, welcome to Divi Chat. We're so glad to be back, and we're talking about the subject that we were going to talk about last week, and now we're going to tackle it today. And that is global elements. And sorry, there's a lot of. Stop, There's this topic might surprise you how much there is under the surface of that because that seems like, okay, well, that's just a list of things, but we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of different global things you can do on your site to save you time to streamline your process, all kind of good things. Before we do, let's kick it off with some intros. Uh, our friend, Sarah, tell us who you are.
0: Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au. Your web on the socials, or I don't know where else. (laughs) The end.
1: (laughs) We're so glad you're here, Sarah. I'm glad you're feeling better. You still don't sound 100%, maybe, but.
0: It's winter here. Like, I'm not going to be, and it's 7 a.m., right? Like, I'm not going to be good for another six months. Once we get back to like (laughs) 9 and 10 (laughs) a.m., then you're going to get a normal Sarah again. But until then, like, you're stuck with whatever this is. We'll take it. All right, Stryfler. Hey
2: everyone, Tim Strifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts and tutorials. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just end it there uh, with that for this one. Oh, by the way, I put on, if you're watching right now, uh, the video, if you're, if you're listening to audio, you won't see this, but I put my little pop filter thing on. Everyone kept saying they're hearing me breathing, which
1: hat, is <laughs> never,
2: hearing someone breathe in a microphone is never a great sound. So especially for you you audio listeners, yeah, that's that's Stephanie, by the way. So let me know <laughs> if it solved it, because uh, I don't want to be over here just exhaling
1: in everyone's ears. It sounds amazing (laughs) from where I sit, so. Let us one. know, guys, in the chat or the comments. I am Stephanie Hudson. I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina, rep in Focus WP as always, where we do outsourcing for busy agencies and freelancers. You can expand your set of offerings to your clients, or you can just put a couple more hands on the team. You can find me at focuswp.co or in my Facebook group Focus on Your Biz, and our pal Mike. Devitt is not here today. He is on vacation, as we say in the States, as Mike calls it, he's on Holly Bob's. Holiday, Rich, Holly Bob's, which is this. I'm really trying to bring that to the States. I like it. a lot. I've
2: <laughs> never heard that. I thought for sure you're going to say holiday.
1: I know, yeah, but holidays. In the States, yeah, holidays doesn't mean vacation here because it means like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Oh, but okay. Holly Bob's sounds like a fun time,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a Christmas where weird Uncle Bob comes along and you're like, mm. <laughs> holy <Ho-ho-holy> bombs. <laughs> yep.
1: Anyway, Funny. I'm going to yeah, try so it mine. out. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to try it out. Anyway, hope you're having a good time, Mike. <laughs> we miss you. Anyway, so before we dive in any further, you know where we got to start. Let's just get it out of the way. What the heck is a global element, Tim?
2: Boom. Yeah. So today, as Stephanie mentioned, we are talking all about global with Divi and there's a lot of different global features. uh, And so we're going to be talking about kind of each category of those and some of them that you might not even realize that are global, um, but they've always been global. They just don't have global in the name. Um, And so essentially on a website, you can have static content, you could have global content, you can have dynamic content. So there's lots of different things. Global is essentially. Uh, some sort of content or feature or color or styling that you set in one place and it gets used in many places throughout the website. So for example, if you have a button and you want that button to be blue and you want it to be big and bold and beautiful, uh, you don't want to have to go onto every single page where you want that button. And, and style it separately. You wanna be able to style it once and use that global styling throughout the site. And so Divi has a feature for that. That specific example would be uh, the Divi presets. Um, but there's lots of different ways like that, like your colors, setting your colors once and be able to quickly grab those colors uh, from your color palette from a global place uh, is super, super handy. So it all comes down to why I believe Divi is the best page builder is the efficiency tools. And so, um, I've preached Divi's efficiency tools quite a bit, either from Divi chat or or the podcast or blog articles, whatever. And, um, I think Divi has the best efficiency tools compared to any other tool out there. Um, and, and the global tools and features are, are, are a huge part of that. So we're going to be kind of diving into some specific features. I feel like this is our first really Divi focused topic in, in a little while. Um, so excited for that. So do you guys remember
0: like years and years and years ago when there weren't global elements? (laughs) Do you remember building websites? And there was that thought of like, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to just like redo this thing in every page or you had a really big website and then they wanted to change one thing in some like call out section and you were like, oh my God, I have to go through every single page. And then they brought in global either modules rows or sections it was just like christmas it was a game changer right yeah Yeah. it was huge
2: so that specific feature that sarah is talking about is global elements which is almost like a it's kind of a sub feature of the divi library right because you have to save it to the divi library first and then from there you can make it global so then anytime you add that's let's go back to buttons add that button your big bold beautiful blue button uh does
0: everyone in america say button
2: but what do
1: you say button button button
2: <laughs> i don't know it
1: makes me laugh when you say it. sorry keep going I, uh, <laughs> Button. yeah we do kind of say it like in the back of our throat huh Button. button. there's like a, yeah. a pause mid, mid i'm gonna word. be
2: button. very conscious um, of how i'm pronouncing I'm sorry. It from here on it. <laughs> um, Button. So when you add that big, bold, beautiful blue button, you can add it from library. And then if you decide, you know what? Instead of blue, I want it to be beige. I'm trying to stick with the the B alliteration. uh, You can change it. And then any other... Button that you have anywhere on the site will automatically yeah. update because it's global. And so, so when that, it
0: first came along, they didn't have the ability for you to. Well, wait, yeah, I don't, don't think. Don't get into that yet, select, Tara, That's what I was going
1: to say. Yeah, that one was like when you started with the this global thing. It was yeah. huge, and I just want to quickly break down like what were the the things that you can do because Tim's talking about right. buttons, which yes. are a module. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just anything that looked like clickable. It was a button module. But so any module could be made yeah. global and and then any row and then any yeah. section above but if that. If you so. choose
0: to make a row or a section global, it automatically made the module global. And so as soon Within as you it. did, that, like it was great if you wanted to have a whole section where it was, say, like um, a subscribe section, for example. Yep. So you had like a fancy yeah. background and then a little bit of text that was like, come join us and then there was like a form and you know they could click and whatever it was great uh the only limitation in it was once you decided the the section was global then everything inside that was global and so anytime you edited anything within that you were then like you couldn't change text for example once you make a section global
1: it Sorry. was what it was, and it was literally global. But then, Sarah, and what you were saying, came
0: came, right, it still changed it, but then it got even
1: better because they added, go ahead, back to what you were going to say, the selective.
0: Selective like, sync. <laughs> selective, thing. Yeah. selective sync. Selective was, sync was and is amazing. Um, I, I think we, we'll get to it. Shortly, Like I think presets have well and truly taken over from all of this functionality, but it's still a good option. And so if you have a global module and say it is a, um, I was going to say call to action. So in that example, say it was a call to action and you just made it full width and, you know, the whole module was going to do exactly what you wanted. Um, But you can then unselective sync. So there's like these green little kind of arrows that go around to each other. Um, you can click on that.
1: Or something. Yeah.
0: yeah, a little recycle symbol except I think only two instead of three. And you can then click on that green one and it will turn red. And as soon as it turns red, the awesome thing is that then you can have that same thing on multiple pages, but every page can have different text, but it still picks up everything else as global. Or you can change in the button example, if you had a global button, you could change... You could have the wording different and the link different every time, um, or you could have a different background. So I think I used to use it a lot for like subpage headers. So I would kind of have the subpage header, full page yeah. module thing, and you would just have the background as Selective Sync. So you would turn off Selective Sync for the background and for the text. And if there are any buttons, then you would turn off the Selective Sync, but everything else was global. And so as soon as you changed the padding, on one, which who doesn't like, you have to change the padding for like, I don't know, tablet or something. And suddenly you have to go through every single page of your website and like update the padding. That was like the biggest game changer ever, being able to have selective sync because until selective sync came along, it was just the only way you could use it is if everything was gonna stay the same every time you use that element.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. I feel like uh there's two places we can go from here. Cause so that that feature set is great. It still works well, it's still yeah. part of Divi, but there's other things that I wouldn't say replace it, but can sometimes I do would. a better <laughs> job. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it's all it was always buggy. Like to be honest, it was always a bit buggy. And there were moments where I would only I would go back to only using it when everything was gonna stay the same because there were there there are bits that are a little bit buggy. And I reckon I don't know, because I haven't talked to the guys, but I reckon what they have done by creating what we're going to talk about in the future, um, I reckon they were trying to fix all of that bugginess by actually separating out the bits of what it was doing.
2: Right. Yeah. So Sarah's uh, hinting at uh, global presets, which we'll talk about in a second, but I feel like another place we can go with it that maybe we touch on first is theme builder and let me tell you why so that example you know having a call to action uh maybe right above your footer right very commonplace you scroll down call to action you know give me a call and I'll give you a web quote you know whatever um well that's great if you've already added to all the pages that you've designed but what if you're like okay I already have a a 40 page website and I want to add a nice subscribe call to action above my footer I don't want to have to go in and add a global section or wh- whatever, because with that workflow that we just kind of walked you through, it works great when you're designing it and building it as you go. But after yeah. the fact, you can't really do that. And yeah. so that's where the theme builder is amazing because you can be like, okay, I'm going to create a theme builder template and then uh, have a, a footer. And then above the, the, you know, the formal footer, I'm going to add this called action section. That's like part of the footer, uh, so to speak. And then you can kind of globally inject that call to action subscribe section above your footer on every page of your website or only on the blog post or only on, you know, this, that, whatever. And so the theme builder gives you that control. And so you don't think of, oh, the theme builder is being global in the way that we're talking about it. But it really is to be able to do that yeah. kind of streamline uh, and a process. huge
0: game changer. And this is what I was alluding to, because I had this blog website and we used global elements for his blog. And so like we had like so many global elements in his actual blog template. Basically, we had created this DB template and had all these global elements with selective sync. And so then he would go in and just like change the text. And And then he decided he wanted to make a change on all of his blog pages. Well, without the Divi theme builder, we literally had to go into every page because although yes, you could update the settings or the whatever, you could not update the location of something. You couldn't just like move that call to action to the sidebar or like um, add like one other little element like he wanted to then advertise a book. Well, you can add it to the future templates, but then you got to go back to the hundred old templates and like add it in there. And so when the Divi theme builder came along, it was a game changer for stuff like that because all of a sudden you didn't have to use global elements and you could have that layout that then meant, hey, let's just advertise a book and you know what, let's just do it for the next month and then let's delete it out. Like massive, massive game changer in terms of efficiency and in terms of being able to be flexible, modify things as you go forward and then have a layout that is completely outdated and in the future then decide, you know what, this looks really old and ugly. And you don't have to go into any of your blog posts. You just go go into the theme builder and then move a few things around, restyle the fonts, change the colors in one location, and you're done. Massive, massive game changer.
1: I think we should have – I think we should institute for those listening at home, whether you're live or on on the replay, uh, we're going to start a drinking game. Every time one of us calls something a game changer in this episode, (laughs) take a shot.
0: Because oh, I think it's like already happened like, four, you'd already like, be hammered and we're only I think, yeah, totally. 14 I think minutes race For those of us who have been around for the journey of Divi, I uh-huh. think anytime one of these features came out, the amount of time it saved us or like, no. I just, just they were the literally game story, changers. Yeah, The shot. amount of times I have opened up. 50 tabs because I want to make sure I've edited something on every, every page. single page yeah. of the website and then I've one by one gone through and, like, edited that one thing that I had to edit. Like, oh, my goodness, the amount of time I wish I could, like, somehow calculate for each of these different tools along the way just how much time it's saved. But each of them has made such a big difference. And each time the new one comes, you go, oh, that old one was a bit crap. <laughs> like, this one is way more amazing. And... To be fair, we were all asking for the theme builder for a long time. Like, and yeah. in, in their defense, they did it right. Like they didn't just chuck it out a little bit. They out don't bridge. rush.
1: I love that about them.
0: No matter yeah, how and our talk
1: nuts people uh, our get in the group. A groups.
0: couple weeks ago was great. Like being able to hear yeah. why they don't just rush things out yeah. and the, the thought process behind it, I think makes a massive difference. But the theme builder, the fact that, It wasn't just a header and footer. We were all just asking for a header and footer. Really, that's what we were asking for. We want to edit the header. We want to edit the footer. But the fact that it is a way where you can say, I just want this to be on event pages, or I just want this to be on the blog pages, or I just want this to be on this one blog. Like the fact that- Or these four
1: random pages or anything. Like there's so many-
0: yeah, or make a 404 page or a search page or those archive pages that we used to have to edit PHP to be able to make an archive page like all of those things it, they didn't just do like the header and footer like we were begging them for and we were saying please just hurry up and do this one thing but they really did it right and the the theme builder is the biggest game changer I would say yeah game Nancy game. you' go. Is agreeing she
1: says I uh, <laughs> take a shot I made a change on a site recently with presets, changed it on all of the instances of the preset, a job that would have taken hours done in five minutes. This is exactly what we're talking about. Guys, if you have experiences like this, please share them. We'd love to hear what you're using it for specifically, like are you using it for buttons or are you using it for calls to action? Where are you using these presets and global elements on the site? I was thinking about um, like before all this stuff and maybe even a preliminary element too, Before this, what we had was the customizer, right? The theme customizer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's still sort of like a foundational part, right? I mean, is that where you go to set things at the beginning? Or, I mean, I just sort of duplicate my theme. It's where you try to
0: set the settings for the buttons, except Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that is kind of the, I guess, their first uh, step into global styling. Or... uh, yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to say it because that was the WordPress way of doing global yeah. styling because pre page builders, that was really like one of the few ways that was like the core way for WordPress themes to allow customizing and stuff like that. And then certain themes had like their own theme settings, theme options area, uh, like yeah. elegant themes did, uh, with their pre,
1: right, right, themes. right. Yeah. The E, what was it called? The E panel
2: panel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the panel,
2: which is now divi theme options um
1: yep. show yeah show of hands who in the chat ever used the e-panel yeah oh me yeah too.
2: and oh, yeah. It, that was where you would turn off like for like for example different yeah. elegant themes Home pages would have like you know some cool different like layout things and you can like turn off different sections and stuff like that depending on the yeah. theme and that was where you would set different things like that and then wordpress like was pumping the uh customizer and that was like the new thing because it was like live preview and so uh doing what elegant themes does really well is they embrace wordpress and embrace you know what wordpress is trying to do and so they embrace the the theme customizer and so kenny singh uh has told me that that was one of their like biggest regrets was
1: i think he said it on the show i think he said it well did he say it in our chat i couldn't remember if it was him or nick one of them mentioned like yeah, I wish we didn't put so much into this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: And so, I mean, still you can set uh, basic typography settings, basic mm-hmm. button yeah. settings. Um, and that's like kind of like, yeah, your your kind of very, very, very small baseline of Divi theme styling is done there. And then, whoops. Could you try again? Sorry. sorry <laughs> uh, Siri um, didn't agree with that me. point. Come on, Siri. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, now, now the theme customizer, it's like, do you even touch it? Like, is it even worth it's it?
1: so <laughs> clunky to use too. I remember, um, bef- like even not all that long ago, like when, when you would open up stuff and then have to go into the customizer, it's just yeah. like, it's leaving a nice, shiny, pretty place and going to like this clunky Yeah. The other thing that's tricky
0: about the customizer is once you set stuff there, it sets it like at a high ranking. And so sometimes you're far better off not setting stuff there purely because you then have to overwrite that, which all of a sudden means if you go to do CSS, you have to start using the important tag. And if you can get away with not using the important tag, it saves you other headaches. and so by not setting stuff in the customizer, you actually have a bit more freedom in other areas. So like the button area was always very haphazard. Like it didn't like the color white, for text, why? I don't know. So you had to like set white, but just off just a little bit so that it would like accept it. So it was always things with the button that was always crap. And so I would always set the button settings just purely in CSS because it would drive me crazy every time. Whereas now, I guess we can move into presets. The presets really took over from what we were able to do there. And so at its very lowest form, and I think anyone who's just starting out with presets, start with a button because buttons are so crazy in the theme customizer and it's one of those things that you need to use all the time. And by setting it in one place, like, yes, you could use a global element and turn selective sync on, but it's a bit buggy. So having the presets, what you can then do is you've got your little bit up the top there. And you can say, you can set all your button up, your very first button, and then you can click on it and say, save as preset or use settings as preset or something like that. And then it'll flip it over into this gray area. And then you can just refine your settings a little bit if you need to. And then you say, okay, and you come back and voila, you've got your button. I would highly recommend really naming your stuff really clearly. So you could have blue button, white button, like arrow button, whatever, you know, because often on websites you're going to need at least a dark and a light colour button. Um, So being able to have those presets ready to go and then you can edit those presets anytime you want to. And so I think that at its very raw form made a massive difference. So presets essentially, uh, like feel free to fill me in if I'm not saying anything right, but essentially they're everything other than that first panel. So it might even be some stuff. I don't think it's anything on that first panel. So you've got like the the three tabs.
1: The content um, panel is not, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's not going to it's not gonna kind of um, do anything from the content panel, but in terms of the design, and this is where it's so much better than the customizer panel because you can then also use all of your media queries stuff. So you can say on hover, do this, or on tablet, do this. And so you can have your text size and you can really customize all of the text sizes for each of the different devices you can change the colors you can change um the padding you can get really granular and then you can do all of the options that come with everything which is let me see what they are so you've got your um media query ones you've got your um hover oh i thought there might have been another one and just in case oh, you don't you know. On, you, I think
2: it's uh, sticky options. Once you turn oh, that yeah, on yeah. in the advanced setting, then it'll appear there.
0: Yeah, hmm. so you can basically set anything that. that you're wanting to do in the design and the advanced area. And then as you're just working in something, if like later down the track, you go back to that button and you decide you wanna change something, you can literally just click on the three little dots. Like you make your change to your color or whatever. If you click on your three little dots and then say apply style to active preset, and it will update every single one that is that blue button or whatever. It is just so fast to be able to update things on the go to make little edits, often padding or margin is something you're just tweaking along the way and being able to add that um, apply style to active preset is game changer,
1: changer. Hey, awesome. Guys, we're gonna yeah. put the link in the show notes for the global preset page on the elegant theme site because it really walks you through all of it the um, the way you find this I don't I don't think it's very intuitive where it is if you open up a Have module and it's a uh, like a it'll say button module or whatever and then there's the three tabs it's in between that like it's in between where the name of the module is okay. and the and the three little tabs it's really small and it just says, or yeah, I think it's an easy one to
0: miss, but I think it it's is. one of those ones, like we often talk about Divi being, the reason we use it, well, the reason I use it is because it makes it so much easier for clients to be able to use ongoing. And I think presets takes that to like another level. And I think part of the reason I'm like even more of an advocate of presets, because clients found global elements scary and that whole like it's bright green and you'd have to say to them, look, if this is green, then just be really careful like when you're doing whatever or if they needed to add like another button, for example and having to explain to them, well, you need to use the global one because the global one um, has all the settings saved. Oh. And so make sure you do it this way. Whereas with presets, they can literally just add a button module. They click on the preset thing, choose the correct button and it's ready to go. So for clients, I think this has simplified the process. Like you say, once they know where it is, like as long as they know where the dropdown is, suddenly, literally, they can start to add their own modules. And you really have set it up for them, and you're giving them so much more freedom than like now go to the library and find this button and then add it. But I know it's green <sighs> and scary. Please don't click on this. Di-. You know, like I don't you know how you do it, so Sarah. I
1: could not. I could not with my client. Like, it would just be such a disaster.
0: Uh, yeah. Presets, honestly. And because if they change something in like the settings, they're not changing every single blue button. They're just changing it on that particular blue button so they can stuff it up as much as they want. And it doesn't impact the entire website. So you don't even need to tell them how to update a preset. You can like hide that from them if you want to. So I think that's where... It just makes it that much easier and less scary for clients coming in. Um, I think huge. Yeah,
2: yeah. I really like the way they they built uh, presets because, and I think Nick mentioned, it, I don't remember if it was in a group or the release post or what, somewhere he said, they kind of wanted to have the philosophy of when you're using CSS classes, right? You'll have a CSS class for, you know, yeah. button one and then button two, you know, like two different versions yes. of your your buttons. And then you can globally update your style sheet yeah. and any uh, any button that has that CSS class will automatically be updated. And So that's kind of the yeah. philosophy where you have, it's like you are assigning it a class and yeah. so you can use that class or that preset and then change it all at once. And so, if you think of it kind of along those lines, to me, that was like what made it all make sense. It was like, yeah, oh, okay. Like before, I was like, except okay, well, the client so how doesn't does have work? to
0: remember that class. Like, right. If it's they don't remember what the... that class was, then there's a drop down, so they literally just select it instead of having to re- to go to the advanced tab and remember to type blue. Was it dash button? Was it underscore button? Was it like, you know, it's much harder yeah. for them to remember how to add that thing. And it feels like they're coding and that's scary.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when when clients are copying and pasting CSS classes and think they're coding. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think um, I haven't fully embraced presets yet. Part of that is because a lot of people were saying it was buggy when it first came out. I don't know if that's still the case. Oh, no, it's if, amazing. If people, uh, people here can uh, speak to that if issues they had originally are fixed and that sort of thing. But um,
1: super Joan's powerful. backing you up, Sarah. Joan Mar- Margal says Sarah is right. It's what you like to hear, Sarah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> now I'm, I haven't. The noticed client understands presets more than a global button. Yeah, for
0: sure. I d- I just think it's simplified the understanding for clients and really. It's kind of essentially a global element with um, the, all of the content turned off. That's kind of what it is, but it yeah. seems way less buggy and it just seems much more intuitive and less scary for clients, which I think is great. Um, I think someone commented that they'd love it to have a scroll down option because you can end up with a lot of presets by the time you kind of add in a bunch. I've never added that many. <laughs> Um, that I've ended up needing a scroll. But yeah, I could imagine that, you know, especially in the text module, for example, if you made a different style, so you had like your main header and then you had your kind of intro text and then you had your normal text and then you had a testimonial. I could imagine you could end up with quite a few, but I've never got that extreme with it. But I think that's awesome that you can. Uh, Do you guys use global
1: colors?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I have, absolutely
1: yeah so i it took me a while to get into that one just i don't know why not because i was anti or anything just because it was like i would just jump in and be doing something i didn't have time to go learn it yeah. but gosh yeah. do you remember before when like you couldn't update the color palette in the modules and then like you could like there was then a way in the e was it in the e-panel or is it after e-panel anyway and then even that like almost never really worked yeah it, it would just be super like, buggy and you'd you be like just, you put
0: all this effort in and then it would go away and then
1: it wouldn't work what? yeah you'd
0: paste <laughs> all the
1: hex codes in uh, to, to the point where I was just I would always just have like a note like a note on my computer like a text doc yeah. with like all the hex codes so you can just copy and paste and just fly through but gosh what a difference to be able to have a global palette and be able to add and change things on the fly like when you have a module open like you don't have to go back to settings or the customizer or the theme options or anything like that or the e-panel
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it makes a huge difference even just like the colors I had with very ugly and very (laughs) offensive to my eyes (laughs) (laughs) so even just changing it from that perspective and like or even just for your client again like going back to a client thing they feel like you've made it really special for them and they can't stuff it up so like it's this twofold thing of then when they go in and they see the options for the colors it feels like it's part of their brand they feel like it's more Mm you know, you've made an effort for them, but also they literally just have to pick it and they can't accidentally use some like crazy green and you're like, well, this is the green that we're using. And then they use that green, which is fabulous. The only thing that would be better, I'm pretty sure this doesn't happen, but the only thing that would be better is if it literally had an option to be global where if you modified a colour, it modified that colour everywhere. That would be amazing. I know you can do I don't think it does. Am I wrong? Because if it does that, that's amazing. I've never tried that. I honest. mean,
1: I I have. I pulled up the page on Elegant Themes to put it in the show notes and says, instantly update your entire website's color scheme.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I've never actually tried that. So that bit isn't something that I have done. I've just literally used it to kind of set them at the beginning and then select them as I go, which is amazing. But being able to update the colors across your whole website.
2: Yeah, we that's I, um, <laughs> global and makes it a game changer. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> Take a shot. Yeah.
2: Uh, got quick question. To hit my uh, Sarah, for you and for our listeners, anyone who's uh, a big user of presets, but are uh, the settings... not for me?
1: He literally named everyone else. <laughs> you well, could you said just said everyone, inv- but Steph.
2: <laughs> well, Sarah or Steph, if you use <laughs> presets and can answer this, then you can jump in as well. Uh, Thank don't you, mean Tim. to exclude anyone. <laughs> but with the presets, are they module specific so for example, yeah. when I'm setting my text styling for headers, you know header text sizes, font weights, stuff like that, do I have to go in and do that for every module yeah. because there's the text module, there's the
0: yes
2: called action module, stuff like that okay, so-, so
0: that is where using the customizer panel, I would always set my fonts more globally. And then I would set the sizing for my fonts more globally as a general rule. So I would get the rough sizing of fonts roughly correct more globally, whether that was in CSS or whether that was in um, the customizer panel, I would always set that stuff first. And then within the presets, that's when you're really just refining or getting it better for. So it's still, there is still definitely a reason to use CSS to get, you know, the sizing of things a little bit more accurate. Um, but yeah, once you set those, you definitely want to set, at least set the fonts because you don't want to be setting the fonts in every single type of element. Mind you, I reckon most websites would use 10 max um Modules, like call me wrong, but I reckon yep. most websites wouldn't use
1: more than ten. That's an interesting stat. I've, that'll be interesting to know what that really is. I yeah, set my web, I mine. set my fonts and all that stuff. I have that in my standard child theme, where I just do like a yeah. reset so that I can use ms and stuff later on, which I prefer. But or rem's whichever yeah. fits the scenario. But uh, yeah. my understanding with the global colors is that. If something is set to a global color and then that global color gets changed, it changes. That's awesome. Correct me I'm if I'm wrong, try but it, it. changes I'm go try globally. I don't know, Sarah. It might be a game changer.
2: That, we'll I mean, that's be. the idea behind it. If it does that's that,
1: cool. like it's supposed Hence to. The name global colors.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I just, I think in my mind, I just assumed it wasn't quite as awesome as it is, <laughs> but yay. <laughs> But yeah, so
2: really what they need to do is replace the theme customizer and have an area to set global like text styles that will then be a part of every single module, which then you can further overwrite that and make, you know, absolutely.
0: And if they had it the same as what they have in, say, a text module where they literally had all of those things that they normally have because it's so limited in what they have in the customizer panel so being able to have every single h1 h2 h3 and being able to set all of the different bits and pieces and then being able to set the sizing and the letter spacing and the line height being able to you know being able to do that more globally 100 percent. that for me would be the the obvious next step but obviously, they're working on a lot of other things. Um, but Thomas, absolutely, absolutely, if they could make that global, even if, huh, this would be awesome, if you could do it from inside like your text module, for example. So when you're in your like text Like when module, you
1: do the global colors, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like when when you go, so you're in a text module, for example, you're in the H1 and you're in the heading text size. And then you've got your three little dots. Imagine if instead of an option or additionally, instead of apply settings to active preset, there was an option that said, assign apply style to global preset. And so right from there, you could like set up the H1 for every page. And it didn't even need to have a whole global area. You could just do it from inside any module. That'd be amazing. Anyway, I'm sure I have no idea how it actually works. And therefore that's a really stupid idea. But I love it.
2: No, but I mean I, I feel like they're all about having multiple places to get to something. Yeah. And 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 that's like good software does that where there's like for example, Photoshop, there's like a hundred different ways to do, you know, one thing. Yeah. And it's like one person might do it this way or in this order of steps or, you know, whatever, use this tool. And someone else is like, why would you use that tool? This tool is much easier. And it's like, well, it's a difference of opinion. I I think that's the same thing with Divi where, especially with the efficiency tools, you can use extend styles or you can use, uh, you know, presets or you could use global elements or, you know, whatnot. And so the same thing, if they have a global area where here's where you manage all your global stuff all in one place but you can also save it as you go so when you're in the text module changing your header style okay make that a global header style for all my h1s no matter what module i'm using oh and also save this text module as a text preset um yeah preset so I, i feel like that's kind of the path that they've taken is multiple ways of doing different things yeah different ways of getting there
0: i mean it makes a lot of sense that there should be one uniform location for this thing whether that's in divi theme options or you know wherever whether there's some global something bring back the e-panel it it doesn't really matter like assuming they did that and additionally allowed us to edit it in other locations that would be amazing and everyone's brain works differently and like you say like i think it's good to have multiple options and you don't want to have it too hidden like my option is way too hidden you need to have like a more obvious option but it'd be great
2: here's here's an idea for them uh nick kenny you guys are listening which i could almost i mean obviously
1: they listen every week so i mean obviously
2: yeah Uh, and and i'm just gonna direct this question just to to anyone except for stephanie of course Uh, (laughs) it's it's not a question um okay but having (laughs) basically because i think what they're trying to do is doing as much as possible in the the visual builder without having to leave and so i could see them putting a global header thing there but here's an idea if they gave us the ability to edit theme builder templates on the same page so for example you load your oh, home page yeah. your header's yeah, just he locked you can't touch it
0: he, he said, said they're said gonna that. do that oh, yeah okay. yeah yeah i thought he um, meant you could was... just
2: you could access it from like it because like beaver builder oh. for example if you're visiting your home page while logged in you could go edit you know home page or edit, it'll recognize that you have a oh. header template and you can edit it Edit the header templates. So I don't know if that's what they're doing
0: or not. I misunderstood. I assumed what he meant was that it was going to start actually showing in the visual builder. And so you would see it top and bottom. Yeah. And I would assume, therefore, you could just edit it. Yeah,
2: may- maybe that's that's what that would be awesome. Because but it's either like, way,
0: even a drop down would be useful. Yeah.
2: Well, what I was gonna say is when you're editing a header or like a footer, for example, you're like, this looks good, but how does it look with the rest yeah, of the yeah. page? Absolutely.
0: You know? So,
1: anyways, on board. <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's we've Sarah talked proves. about we've talked about <laughs> a lot of different global things in Divi. We've talked yeah. about Sarah's wish list and Tim's wish list for future things. And everyone
0: has told me in the comments that I was incorrect and that you can update the colours and they update everywhere. And I'm very excited. So thank you, everybody. <laughs>
2: So Sarah just excited. got a feature update exclusive to her. She did. <laughs> I'm
0: going to give sir. myself a drink later today when I'm like, <laughs> Game changer! <laughs> Take a shot.
2: But I so, mean, that's what happens when you forget about feature updates. And it's like, yeah. Christmas came early. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I forgot this. It already here. exists. It came out that a year and a half before? ago.
1: <laughs> no teaser are required. So <laughs> I want to, I want to then, we've got uh, about, 10 a little over 10 minutes left, and I thought maybe um, since we've really covered a lot of these Divi elements, I thought we could just give a quick hit to a few other sort of global things that can be time saving for building or maintaining your websites. Before we do, if you guys have something that you like, you'd like to share of you, what you're doing. To streamline, or uh, for either in Divvy or without, please put it in the comments. Or if you're listening to this on your podcast app, leave us a comment or something there, or rating. We'd love to, we'd love to get a review from you guys and a comment. And while if you're watching live right now, please do hit the like button. And uh, well, I guess no matter where you're listening, hit the like button. It means a lot to us. And I just want to quickly say thanks to Miro and Carlos, our pals in the chat, who are loyally here. And like last week when we had to cancel, we didn't even tell them. Like I completely forgot to tell them that we weren't going to be here. And they just, so they just show up and are like, okay, or not, whatever. Like (laughs) these guys just go with the flow and they're awesome. And they keep the crowd hyped. So it's really good. We appreciate you guys. So anyway, what do you, I, the one thing that I was thinking of that I do on every site is I put an SEO plugin on and I put in a featured image default so that, because it's so easy to forget a featured image when you're doing a bunch of yeah. development, building a bunch of pages, testing stuff out. And then you're like, hey, the site's done. I'm going to go share this page. And it looks like trash because you didn't set the... So that's one thing. That's one little t- global tip that I always do is to set a default featured image. How about you guys? You got any little quick global tips like that?
2: Well, I'm going to bring up something that I think it, it was either... Sounds controversial mentioned that it was their pet peeve or maybe it was both oh. of you said this. Uh, and that's- Favicon? Favicon, yeah, Favicon. Yes. Oh. Um And so you can set the Favicon <laughs> in um, theme options now, yeah. right? And it's global. So it'll happen on, yeah. on every page. And that's something that I don't do a lot. And so- uh, It is by far my
0: biggest pet peeve. And it's like, it's so funny because a lot of people don't even notice it. Like- What's I the that I- that if it's not set? Yeah, yeah, oh, and it yeah. just has like the hosting favor con, or it has the WordPress icon WordPress, or yeah. like, it just it bugs me so much and it's such yeah. a little thing and I get that it's really it silly but I just feel like it's one of those like it's the first thing I see. It's super obvious that someone hasn't made an effort. It's so easy to do. But yeah. additionally, it's actually what comes up if someone saves it as a favorite.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm it is so oh i think sarah just froze look at that tim and i both were like little pugs our heads just went (laughs) what (laughs) head tilt what she's frozen everyone well sarah
2: unfreezes uh or actually no i'll let you share stephanie because i think there's one you mentioned i don't want to steal it from you
1: no go ahead i don't even remember what it was
2: i was gonna say uh setting the site title and description or tagline uh it's something that uh, is super easy to do and it's similar to the favicon it just kind of looks lazy when you don't and it's bad for seo mm-hmm. if you're using an seo plugin then that will kind of overwrite that but having your your site title and tagline set it's a global thing done in settings so not divi specific at all but just like the the, the favicon definitely important
1: oh and sarah's gone oh <laughs> oh wait she's back i think Anyway, okay, welcome back.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I hear you guys the whole time.
1: It was kind of I fun, know. I was just- Oh, you could? Oh, good. Glad we didn't say anything mean. <laughs> uh, now that I switched gears to non-divvy things, I actually thought of one more divvy thing that I wanted to mention, which is one of my favorites of, of the theme builder. It's so simple, and this is such a big one for me, is to create um, a custom 404 page. Do you remember yeah. how how like annoyingly yeah. tricky that used to be? Like it wasn't exactly hard, but it was like a lot of things you had to do to That's create annoying. a custom 404 PHP.
0: Now, Anything that involves PHP, PHP is like, was that an archives? Like those two, I had yeah, to follow the- I know the archive pages. I never learned it like I never got it stuck in my brain enough that I didn't have to watch a tutorial to do it every single time and shout out to Gino because Gino was the OG of the tutorials to help us do all those things Yeah, and uh, I I watched his tutorial every single time I did it
1: yeah search results page Nancy says yeah all of those but man I love me a witty or funny 404 page. So to be able to do that globally. And uh, Sarah, Tim took, I think it was yours about the, my WordPress blog. (laughs) I know it's just like, it's just one of those things
0: or even like, I know this seems like a really silly thing but if you're new, it's a really important one to know about turning off that little tick box on the, in the reading panel to allow Google to come and look at your website when you finished a website. Like it doesn't sound <laughs> it's like of an a really one. obvious thing to be in this topic, but it's a global setting that is telling Google or any other uh, robot out there to never look at your website. And I have forgotten to turn that off um, right at the beginning when I was like new in the game. So it's like looking in those settings areas, they are all global. Like that whole yeah. settings area is a global area. And it is really important to know what's there, what is it doing? Setting the date correctly. Like that stuff actually makes a difference. I was just going to say that. It
1: totally does. I have a client who like sends me an email almost every, we finally figured it out. Cause like, she's like, I'm publishing blog posts and they won't go. I don't have enough privileges and I'm increasing her privileges, but I'm like, do it. (laughs) And then it's like, what, like you don't need to be an admin to publish a blog post. And then like, finally, finally, we realized it's because they just had the time set to a different time zone and she was scheduling them.
0: Yeah, right. And it was
1: just like, it, so they just wouldn't, it didn't realize what time it was there. And that was it, just something yeah. so simple. As I've got the- caught
0: out with it because all of my websites, I have like a, a starter site. And so the starter site has all that stuff set up in it. And so if I inherit a site from somewhere else, sometimes I forget all of those little settings that you need to go through and double check because for us here, like the language defaults to United States, for example. And so that will That's literally change things. If That's you <laughs> if you have a shop, it will literally call things different names. And so it's actually really important to make sure you've got the correct language, even though it doesn't seem like it would make much of a difference, having the right yeah. language and the right date. And there was a stage where... Um, where when you set the time zone that you could just select Sydney, but there was a stage where it was really buggy and you had to make sure that it was set to like plus whatever. Um, and so I think those things, just getting to know them is a really important part of understanding how globally your website works. And I know they're silly and little, but when you new, you don't always know these things.
1: It's true. So whenever, you, whenever it has the American settings, does it put buttons? <laughs> I think that's bags. right instead yeah. of buttons and h yeah
0: no and aluminum
1: aluminum <laughs> aluminum no. yeah is that, that you guys did
0: say that <laughs> do you guys say aluminum and cash cash, it cash. It cash. Oh, and i'm like so what you giving me some money so this is amazing many
1: things too eric dingler welcome to the live chat glad Ooh. to have you here buddy what yes tim
2: I thought of another uh, global thing that is- I like that, can I Eric? read
1: Eric's? Can I read Eric's yes. comment? Yes. Read Eric's first. Actually. I really like Tim, it. Tim got real excited. He said, yes, on the 404. Also, I do a separate footer for contact pages when the footer has a contact form. Thank you. I hate that too. That shows up on one of my sites all the time well, like, and I, like, I'm like, oh, I got to go change
0: that. When someone yeah. has a call to action that's sending you to the contact page and then they have it on the contact page and you're like, yeah. you're here, the call to action. I don't need right. another call to action
1: yeah okay tim tell us um
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i remember now so
1: excited
2: the this is kind of uh i'm gonna say a more intermediate possibly advanced one but that is changing uh using a uh an email um transactional email service and changing oh. the, the the default sending uh, name because yes. I think the default is just WordPress. Yeah. So when you do a password reset, yes. it says WordPress. When you get a contact form submission, it says WordPress. And so there's lots of different ways we won't go into to do that. But that's something that happens globally that kind of goes along with some of those. I'm not sure there's any in
1: like the individual form options for that though.
0: The simplest way for you to do that, <laughs> if your Wait. emails are sending fine and you don't need another service, the very easiest way is to install the WP Mail SMTP plugin. The one with and the then blue in- pigeon, yeah. Yep, and then inside that, even if you don't use any of the stuff, you don't have to pay for it, you don't have to like, you can just leave everything default if you want, but in there you get an option, the from email and the from uh, name, and then you can say force name if you want to. Um, and then if you just turn on return path and then you don't touch anything else, if your emails are just working fine, that is like the simplest way to just kind of sort all of that stuff out. But if you are having trouble with using emails, you're still going to need this plugin. And then you can go down the track of using a mail gun or a send grid or a whatever. Yep. A exactly. good tip. I like it. Yep. Yeah. It really annoys me. And it also means stuff doesn't always go into your inbox just purely because of the name. And so that's a nice, easy fix.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, awesome. guys, we're near the top of the hour here. Any, um, uh, Oh, Eric just gave another global one. Sorry, we'll just give this last one. If it's a site where images are super important, I tend to change the background from white to an off-white light gray. It will make the colors in the images pop, especially on artist sites. Our blind friend, bring in the visual tips again. This guy's unbelievable. That's a good one, Eric. Yeah. I've never done that. Anyway. I that on,
2: on my sites because a lot of times I'm using screenshots and i don't want to have to use a transparent png so it's a jpeg oh. with a white background right yeah but yeah. Need it to stay white that way it looks like a png oh,
1: that's good that's but a good I one like to do. i should start doing that i'll make my teeth images. look whiter oh, my <laughs> uh so anyway final thoughts everybody we got just a couple of minutes left. Any final? My thoughts? final thought
0: is give stuff a go. Like Tim, give the presets a go. Get into them. Get stuck into them. You were the one who was saying you don't use them much. You? I also I don't, don't anyway. build
2: a lot of sites these days, but but yeah, yeah. I get. I... So
0: my like it's the same as like when a new new thing came, like when the um, visual builder came, and it it was such a big leap. These ones aren't big leaps if you already. It know was how a what? Global, it was a what,
1: Sarah? Big leap.
0: Big leaps? No. Oh, game changer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But I think it's one of those things where it feels awkward and new and, like, you don't know how to use it. But, honestly, they're all going to change the amount of time you're having to spend on stuff. So making the effort to try out new things. Like, I'm going to go play with the global colours. Do I need to? No. But am I going to do it? Yeah. Because it's fun but also because then you know you've got it in your toolkit ready to go when you actually could use it. Um, Sometimes it's just about knowing the right time to use which thing. And until you've played with it, you don't know. So my advice is go have a play. It's fun. I like it.
2: Yeah. I'm going to piggyback off of Sarah's because a lot of the the Divi features efficiency tools, whether that's global or or just non-global efficiency tools, it's the kind of thing where you have to get used to using it. But once you do, it is a game yeah. <laughs> <change>. <laughs> because it saves you so much time. Uh, and so like extend styles and uh, bulk select and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I uh, find and replace There's so many of them. It's like, you might have a, uh, Uh, a way of doing things that like you're just used to doing like copy and pasting modules or something but if you were to just extend styles it would have saved you you know like 30 seconds or whatever which adds up when you're building a big site so as sarah said just go for it get used to it and uh, you won't regret it
1: and when it comes to the uh the presets i feel like i have seen more hes- like hesitancy to adopt this. And I don't know what that is exactly, if it's because um, because we went through a stretch there where there were a lot of releases, like a lot of updates and stuff, and people just started like chilling out a little bit, or or if it's because this one seemed bigger, or I, I'm not really sure why. It reminds me of like the visual builder, which was such <laughs> a big deal. And so many people are like, no, I'm sticking with the old little blockback, you know? <laughs> And yeah. I was guilty of that a little bit too. It's almost just like, it's just an effort to learn it. And you just want to say like, let's just see what happens first for a little
0: while. I think we're, the difference is it's less with, buggy than globally. Well, and
1: with both of those things though, like uh, across the board, I've seen so many people that start doing it and like, why did I wait so long? Like that's a yeah. game. I Scott Tambling said it earlier tonight. Yep. Like he, he was calling himself an old dog learning new tricks. And he's like, why did yeah. I wait? <laughs> And same uh-huh. thing with like when the visual builder came out, like it was an adjustment to switch to it, which it, that yeah, was yeah, a much bigger sure. adjustment too. Much this, bigger. Is, this is smaller, but like uh, almost as powerful. I mean, it's apples and oranges, it's but like changer. this is a really, it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> Who's drunk in the live chat right now? From all the chat <laughs> I think
2: we just need to flash Eric Dingler's one of his last comments up there.
1: Aww. Yeah. With, well, uh, yeah the, there oh, which one, Tim? Would it be the one where he mentions you by name? Yeah. (laughs) WWTD. He said, when all else fails, I ask, what would Tim do? That's his global problem-solving question.
0: Oh, my God. Come on. Do you have a little WWTD bracelet, Eric? I think we should end on David's one, which is just above that. My final thought is I love this group and feel like I have found a whole new group of friends. Aww, I think that's I awesome. love you, David. And one thing I want to comment on is if you haven't, um, we always say it, but if you haven't come and checked out live, the particularly the YouTube feed, there's definitely people commenting in Facebook as well. But in the YouTube feed, they just chat amongst themselves. Like sometimes they'll talk about what we're talking about, I but know. sometimes they just like hang out with each other. And I think well, yeah, it's awesome. Today-
2: Today we were late, and so as we were like about to get booted up and stuff uh, to go live, I went onto the the uh, the feed or the stream, and everyone was talking already. I was like, "Hey guys, yeah. uh, we're about to get started," and <laughs> I forgot who commented. It might have been Nancy or Joan or someone, and was like, "We've already started." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's true, we they were out. interacting and, and they were yeah,
0: with I love it. Aww. So come check it, it out it, if thanks. you can. I know the time doesn't work for everybody. And, you know, obviously 7am in Australia, but even just watching that chat, like people give ideas and advice and share what works for them. And so I think sometimes, even if you can't watch it, then like being able to look through the chat later, you might even find that some of their advice is way better than our advice. So,
1: <laughs> come check it out. I mean, let's not get carried away. <laughs> no, we love you guys. We thank appreciate you. the likes and the the thumbs up and the comments and the the input and stuff because it makes it more fun for us too having you guys in the chat. Yeah. And we get, we get sick of long. each other, and I'm you know? okay with that. So, all right. Well, thank. Oh, uh, there was a question earlier. We're almost we're out of time, but somebody had asked about Divi hacks. Tim, your new product with. Um, with global elements is there a connection there
2: um so divi hacks uh is a plugin that my company acquired uh last year and basically it's kind of like a swiss army knife customization plugin you can do a lot of different things with it and so by nature a lot of the customizations are global in that you set them within the divi hacks control panel and then it will automatically be global for your whole site. So whether that's like a uh, preloader or uh, there's a lot of different settings in there uh, doing a, a, or it's a class based system. So for example, if you wanted your, your blog module to have, you know, a, a specific grid layout that's built into the plugin where you would just add that class. And so it's kind of in a way like a preset, but it's class based. So nice, um, but yeah, that's awesome. Question.
1: What did- check that out, everybody. Next week, we have uh, Melissa Love joining us. So that should be a good one. We're going to talk about building funnels on your Divi site. So that'll be awesome. Until then. Bye bye.